On today's show, FCA could be forced to limit sales of its pickups and SUVs. The small CUV segment is about to get more crowded thanks to Nissan. And laser headlamps are coming to a car near you. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for January 20th of 2015. Could Fiat Chrysler be forced to limit sales of pickups, SUVs, and Jeeps? That's what some analysts think could happen in the next few years. Bloomberg reports that FCA has the highest amount of CO2 emissions compared to all other automakers. That's mainly because it relies more on trucks than everyone else. 78% of FCA sales in the U.S. come from light trucks, compared to 70% at GM and 69% at Ford. So far, FCA is meeting the CO2 regulations by buying credits from other automakers who are ahead of the standards. But starting in 2017, the CO2 standards get tougher every year until 2025 when they're limited to only 163 grams per mile. In 2014, FCA averaged 428 grams per mile. If FCA were forced to limit sales of trucks and SUVs, it would financially cripple the company since they overwhelmingly account for FCA's profits. But you know, FCA is not exactly sitting on its hands. At the Detroit Auto Show last week, CEO Sergio Marchione said the company is working on coming out with 48-volt mild hybrids across its lineup. As we've reported here before, 48-volt hybrids can reach 70% of the fuel efficiency of high-voltage hybrids, but at only 30% of the cost. Marchione also said that FCA is considering coming out with a Jeep that's smaller than the Renegade, though mainly for developing markets. Still to come, we've gone from incandescent to halogen to HID and LED, and coming up next, we'll tell you about the next technology coming to headlamps. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion, and by Dow Automotive Systems, breakthrough technologies for lightweight vehicles. Laser headlamps are going to be the next breakthrough in headlamp technology. They can cast a high beam twice the distance of LEDs. And if it was up to supplier Varrock Lighting, we'd see Audi's Matrix technology make its way to U.S. shores. Those headlights have high beams that stay on at all times, but can turn off individual banks of lights so they do not blind oncoming drivers. However, lights like these are illegal in the U.S. because the law says you have to have a manual switch between low and high beams. Farrakh is working to get the law changed because Even though laser lights are heavy and expensive, they offer a significant improvement in safety. The compact crossover segment is one of the hottest in the U.S. In the last year, a slew of new entrants were introduced, including the Honda HR-V, Mazda CX-3, Chevy Trax, Jeep Renegade, and Fiat 500X. And now that segment could get even more crowded. Wards reports Nissan is considering bringing its Kicks CUV to the U.S., Even though that model was just introduced for the Brazilian market, it'll be made in Mexico, which would make it easy to import to the U.S. Nissan already sells the Juke in that segment, but its quirky looks makes it more of a niche model. 
It's not surprising Nissan wants something more mainstream in that segment. Last year, automakers sold nearly 760,000 small crossovers in the U.S., and that's a 56% gain compared to the year before. Hey, coming up next, it's time for You Said It. When you're committed to the job, your tires can't be weak in the knees. Durable, dependable Firestone tires. Whatever you drive, drive a Firestone. And now it's time for some of your feedback. Mark Blake makes a very astute observation. I have yet to hear anyone say how when the Falcon Wing doors are open on the Tesla Model X, it looks ironically just like the Tesla badge. What do you think? <laughs> I think you're right, Mark. And I'll bet that's intentional, too. Like those Easter eggs that FCA designers like to leave behind in their designs. G.I. Brannigan is ticked off about the Volvo XC90 winning North American Truck and Utility of the Year Award. When it comes to the North American Truck of the Year Awards, I call BS on the whole thing. SUVs are not trucks. No more than luxury trucks are not cars. That's my story, and I'm going to stick to it. Well, I do understand where you're coming from, GA, but there are very specific industry specifications as to what constitutes a passenger car versus what constitutes a truck. And the XC90 is a truck. Now, that doesn't make you wrong. In fact, the North American Truck of the Year jury, of which I am a member, added the word utility to the award because a lot of the jurors don't think it's a truck either. Lex does not like autonomy. Why does our government want to invest $4 billion in autonomous driving? That is ridiculous in my opinion. Autonomous driving will not prevent accidents. It will increase them. That money would be better spent on improving the highways and bridges in our country. Well, Lex, I don't see how autonomy will increase accidents when it's a well-known fact that over 90% of all traffic accidents are caused by human error. Autonomous cars will not eliminate all those accidents, but it will get rid of most of them. And the government's investing in the technology because we have the opportunity to cut traffic fatalities by 30,000 lives a year and reduce injuries by 2 million. Now imagine the impact on health care costs in America if we could free up 2 million hospital beds every year. And Maxi does not agree with Lex. I agree that autonomous cars are coming whether we like them or not, and that car accidents will shrink because of it. Testing on these cars always seems to be done in some sunny, warm, dry location. I'm from the upper Midwest, where this time of year we can count on frosty roads almost every morning, along with ice, snow, sleet, at any time during the winter. My question is, how are these cars going to perform in weather conditions such as these? Max Ford just announced it's starting to test autonomous cars on snow and ice. And while autonomous cars are not very good in snow right now, you watch. They are going to get this solved. Rob heard our report that Ford's investing in mobility services because that entire market generates $5.4 trillion a year, which is more than twice as much revenue as all the automakers in the world combined. Does the $5.4 trillion include the revenue generated by the mass transit vehicles or just the sale of those vehicles 
used for mass transit, i.e. buses, trains, cabs. Certainly, the automakers see a portion of cab sales. Oh no, that $5.4 trillion involves the fares that people pay to ride those trains, buses, subways, taxis, and doing it for car sharing and ride sharing as well. You know, I sure wish we had more time to answer your questions and respond to your comments. They're good, so keep them coming. And don't forget to join us for AutoLine After Hours tomorrow starting at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. I can't wait to get back to that show. Anyway, that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching, and please join us again tomorrow.